Welcome to 24 Karat Conversations with Phyllis and Rhonda, where two best friends decided to start a podcast on real women, real friendships, and real issues. Our mission Bible verse is Job 23.10. Yet he knows the way I have taken, and when he has tested me, I will emerge as pure gold. We want to encourage, inspire, and offer hope in a world where life can seem to be unrealistic. Be a support for you to cheer you on as a wife, mother, daughter, sister, and friend. Most of all, you get to relax and laugh with us about all things women. Plus, we like all things sparkly. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Hello, Pete. Hello. (laughs) Welcome, 24 Karat Tribe. So today's episode is going to be a support of all the good men Yes, because there's lots of them out there. So they don't usually get the recognition they deserve. And in a Me Too movement, we're slowly becoming a society in which we either don't trust men Mm -hmm. or we're emasculating them. So that makes them lose their power in this world. And we don't want to see that. Yeah. And it's not to say that we aren't supporters of the Me Too movement because we certainly are. And we both have stories of our own in which we weren't respected Mm -hmm. or we were abused in that situation because of gender. And we just don't want to lump all the men into one yeah. category. So we are going to start with the downside yes. of our stories, of the Me Too movement and how um, we have been affected by that. And yeah. Rhonda, I'm going to start with you just in the workplace because yeah. you are in a, you're in situations where you very much are in a man's, typically a man's world. world. Yeah. So I'm, um, I guess my industry would be categorized as financial and insurance services. So I started in the industry over 25 years ago. I can't believe so, that. I know, you were that's 10. crazy. I was nine. <laughs> um, but, you know, in that, in that day and age, like right. that to make myself sound like I'm a hundred, um, women just weren't, you know, they weren't in senior leadership. They weren't really in role, you know, roles other than like secretaries. So when I started, it was, I mean, I could go on and on for days telling right. you stories. I mean, I had one client tell me one time, I brought you to this meeting. You just stand right there and look pretty and I'll do the whole presentation. Grr. And I mean, and nowadays, I would be yeah. like, no, yeah. you know, but back then you just kind of kept you your mouth shut. Like, Hell he- no. Yes, I'm going to say that. And, you know, I mean, I had one of, I mean, and I adored this boss of mine at the time. I mean, he was just such, he was a really nice man, but I'll never forget one time he told me to come sit on his lap as a joke. Uh, but, you know, that's not yeah. funny. Right. And I mean, I'm really fortunate that the the company I work for right now, our men are so supportive. Of, yeah. I mean, we have a lot of senior management in my company and we just, you know, we started a women's um, group at our mm-hmm. company to uplift and support other women, which is awesome which is all part of the Me Too movement, which Mm -hmm. I think that's the good that's come out of it. Yes. Um, But I do think that, you know, if you ever have been sexually harassed in your Mm -hmm. job, you do tend to get a little bit more like, eh, like, yeah. Are all men like this? Right. Do they are they are there any good men out there? Yeah. You know, so I, I definitely think in the workplace, especially. Yeah. Um, you know, I I had um a couple of times when I was working, I actually worked in the trucking division, Mm -hmm. which I was super comfortable with because my dad was a truck driver. And so I hung out with all those guys and was used to their banter. Yeah. Yeah. And so I thought, oh, I'm tough. I could handle it. And I remember there was a certain situation where I was um, organizing all the truck schedules and stuff. And there was this one doc guy that would just come in and constantly make these rude, um, salacious comments Mm -hmm. to me. 
thinking he was being cute and funny and just kind of flirtatious. And it started really wearing thin. Yeah. And it got to a point where he said something one day and it just really, you know, I, I would kind of laugh it off mm-hmm. because back then. Yeah, you couldn't really you say really, anything. Yeah. And I think being in your 20s too, you're, that's why I understand this whole movement because you just, you don't really know where your voice is mm-hmm. at that point. And, and uh, it was a different time because now in HR, you have so many rules, you right. can't do that. And that's exactly why. Mm-hmm. But there was just this one day where he said something so crude and I slammed him. Like I just said, you cannot talk to me that way. And just kind of gave him the what for. Mm-hmm. He actually. <laughs> put his little tail between his legs and walked out and he came in later and he did apologize. Mm. And he was very respectful to me after that. And I kind of told him like, listen, you know, like I, I understand, you know, you may not have meant any harm, but there is a, there's a fine line where you cross over that line and it becomes crude. And, and I think with all the rules now, it, it is hard for people to have any kind of a fun banter. Yeah. I think it was kind of, I mean, there was stuff back in the day where it was just fun to like make laugh. comments yeah. and laugh about stuff. But now it's like, you're so afraid to say anything. Well, have you taken but, the latest sexual harassment oh class? Because well, I haven't. Thankfully, I don't have to, but geez, because I'd probably be fired Those, myself. It's so but, funny. Yeah. I mean, it is, it is because it is a really fine line now. Yeah. So you have to be really careful. And I do believe like in the workplace, it needs to be kept professional. Absolutely, yeah. I mean, you know, but it does make it hard even when but you're outside you ha- the workplace yeah. to 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 do things because everybody's offended about everything. everything. Like yeah. everything is offensive. We're so. hypersensitive to all of it. Right. So but I will say I do have a story of being a young 20-something and being um abused by someone who took his power and just took it away from me. Mm-hmm. And um and I did I wasn't even in the room, like he entered my room and just completely, I can't even say date rape because we weren't on a date, but mm-hmm. he just walked in my room. I was sleeping and the, the, I lived with two guys at the time who were friends, but they um, threw some pretty big parties and stuff. And there was this uh, very popular, good looking guy. And you know, it's always the ones that think they have the power because Mm -hmm. of that very charmer. All the girls wanted to date him. And he came in my room one night and I was sleeping because I had to get up early the next day. So I didn't want to be with partying that night. And, um, and he did take advantage of me. And I said no over and over and over again. And, you know, this is the thing is it's not always a violent situation because it, it wasn't something where it was a violence. It was just sort of like I gave in because right. I didn't know I didn't have a voice. Yeah. To, I was afraid to scream because I didn't know, well, this is a guy that everyone likes. Yeah. And it just confuses your mind to a, to a place where you start second guessing your core beliefs. Right. And um, I'll never forget that because to this day, I think gosh, I wished I could have just had a bigger voice to just scream out and just call for someone to be like, he's in my room. Like he needs to get out of here. Like what the heck are you doing? Or like maybe kick him somewhere. I don't even know. It's just like I went numb. And so I totally understand 
you know, I, I get really passionate when I hear these women's stories of, especially in Hollywood where it's like, I was in this room and I, I was trying out for a part. And the right. next thing I know, and then people go, well, why didn't you say something? Why did, why'd you wait you 20 years really, to say something? You yeah. go numb and you mm-hmm. don't know what, how you, you start thinking you did something wrong. And I'm like, well, I obviously didn't do anything wrong. I was in my room, not bothering anyone. You start to justify it in your mind of, oh, maybe it was my fault. I'm not going to call him out. Right. So there becomes a very twisted Mm -hmm. thinking. And and then you do look at men a different way because it's like, well, I can't, can I trust you? I don't know if I can trust you. And then you carry that into other relationships. So, and if I can just point out that like with this sexual harassment thing, sexual harassment isn't just on men's side. It's also on the women's side. And I don't know if you remember, do you remember that movie? Like, Back, I think it was back in like the 90s disclosure and it was with Demi Moore and oh, she was the boss yeah. and she sexually harassed yes. him, right? Yes, and yes, she yes. was destroying his life. Right. And in that movie, I'll never forget, they say it's about power and that's yes. the truth. So, Absolutely. you know, with any, you know, with anything, anybody in the place of power mm-hmm. could cause, yeah. you know, that. It, well, they so, have control over you know, pretty yeah. much body, mind, and soul at that right. point where they're taking over and you are in a place where, yeah, if well, they're, even if think they're about, your boss or right. they're the person, if they're the producer or they're the person that's going to move you to that next place, then you feel helpless. Or even because, like the Michael Jackson story. I don't know if you, if ever, anybody saw that, but you know, you, you look at these young boys and again, it's a power thing. So mm-hmm. it's like, you know, it's hard though to to decipher that when you're in the middle of it. I think yeah. you know you're just like, oh, it's my friend. Well, your it's brain my, is shooting yeah. off different signals, mm-hmm. and so you really don't know what to do at that point. So taking yeah. that off the table, we we know that that is a real thing. We respect yes, that. We absolutely. have been victims, and that's why we wanted to start with that because we we stand with you guys. We understand that. But here is what's happening: is that now. Mm-hmm. Women are in general are becoming distrustful if one if a guy says one thing wrong or does one wrong move, yeah. it's like suddenly he's villainized. Right. And we are both married to really great guys. They are wonderful. In we fact, love tomorrow them. I'm celebrating my twenty wedding know, anniversary. So, so I'm married to an amazing man. You are. And I think <laughs> um and also we just want to show um the gentleness in them, but also there is a place of power in men. It's very biblical. We, I think we've become this society where everyone wants to be equal, mm-hmm. <laughs> which we've lived long enough to know there's no equal. You can be partners, mm-hmm. but yeah. there's no such thing as equal. Well, Nothing is 50, 50 yeah. all the time. And it we just were just isn't. talking about this before yeah. the podcast. We were saying, you know, just because your husband goes to work and you stay at home doesn't right. mean that you're a lesser or that right. your job is less than his. And just as though you have two executives, husband and wife, that are in the same mm-hmm. household, you're not one's not better than the other. Right. You know, your your titles at work doesn't define your titles at home. As at least that's what I feel like. Labels, like, yeah, yeah, those are not. Right. It's not the same. I yeah. mean, I still come it home and I cook dinner. Doesn't mean that you have to do more stuff than right. I do because I make more money than you or right. something like that. Mm-hmm. And again. To me, when that happens, it's like you're misdefining the role of what the man is because men are inherently supposed to be more protective of you. That's just their role. And you may disagree with that, but it's like that is why they're man. And um, there are, I don't know about you, but there are certain jobs I don't 
want to do around the house. Like, don't want to be a plumber. Don't care to mow the lawn. Don't like spiders. <laughs> Not that those are men jobs, but we've kind of defined those. Yes, as men he, jobs. he can do those. I mean, if you love to do them as a woman, by all means, please go for please it. Please go. Please but do. But that is not yeah. for me. Just and like he doesn't like to do the laundry. So. And my husband doesn't do it well, so we just keep him away from that. But Mike will do the dishes for mm-hmm. me if I cook dinner. Mike will do the dishes, yes. and that is a great helpmate. Mm-hmm. Also, there's a, a place where what I think is wonderful is having a man's perspective. Mm-hmm. So having, we both have two daughters. There are times when, you know, Michael come home and say, oh, the girls called me about such and such, you know, a very important thing with their job or something like that. And I'm thinking, huh, they didn't call me, but they wanted a man's perspective. And I want to respect that. That's not a slam against you of like, well, I'm a CEO. Why didn't they call me? I would have given them advice. It's like sometimes they need a male perspective. That's why we have male and female. It's yeah. not, we don't have to be equal Equals, on all yeah. parts. So and I, I love you know, that. And for my girls, you know, because I, I always worked, um, you know, they go to Jason for different pieces of advice. They might come to me for a piece of business advice, but they might go to him for something different. Like yeah. we, I, actually, my daughter just sent me a text today and it was a funny meme that said how I act when one thing goes wrong in my car and I call my dad and it's this girl like freaking out. Yeah. Like, and I'm like, totally like, she's not going to call me when right. her car, you know, know when her tire, tire pressure is low. <laughs> and you I don't know? care. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, I don't know. Call somebody. Yeah. <laughs> call for help. <laughs> you have triple call A. Triple- <laughs> That's what I was just going to so yeah so I think um you know with all the the equalness going on it's just super has mystified the roles and then you add on these things where men have abused power it has really um kind of thrown women through loops that don't need to be done so and I think you can gain perspective like I have so much respect for my dad. Like my dad is just so amazing. And, and so it's one of those things where like, I always wanted my daughters to have that kind of relationship with their dad. You know, I talk to my dad on the phone. We have a really great relationship. I go to him for things. I will always be like a daddy's girl because he, him and I used to do things together. And I think a lot of times, like when we start demasculizing men, then we're teaching our girls, like, well, he's not important. And I don't believe that. I mean, like, you know, ever since my daughter was young, my husband would take her to the golf course and their thing was they'd golf and then they'd go get French fries at the clubhouse. And it was, it was like a bonding time for them. And I Mm -hmm. encourage like date nights with your daughters and those kinds of things, because it's really important for them to know what a good man looks like. So that when the man comes into their life, Mm -hmm. they can say, no, that my Mm -hmm. dad, my dad, does not do that to my mom, you know? And mm-hmm. so I do think having a good example of a good man in your life is incredibly important. Yeah. And I love that you brought that up because that's what Mike did with the girls um, separately. Mm-hmm. He would take them on date nights and he would open their car door. And I know that sounds old fashioned, but it, I think it's important. And I think it's a lost art. He would um, open the door to the restaurant. He would, uh, you know, sit with them and have a good conversation over dinner and um, talk to them about, you know, how he respects them. And he wants that for them yeah. when they do find that person, he would take them to a movie and just do these beautiful things where they would feel loved and comforted. And one of the things that I loved about that is that when the girls grew up, 
they didn't feel this huge need to date a whole bunch of people mm-hmm. because they had their dad that they were kind of mm-hmm. dating in that innocent way right. that they could kind of sit back and go, okay, like I don't really need someone to love me because right. my dad loves me. My mom loves me and I'm kind of full right now. Like yeah. it's good. And so I think that's the other end of it is, especially if you've been abused by power, you, you've you had a bad relationship, then where do you go to mm-hmm. look for someone who is a good man? Like, right. what does that look like? You may be flawed in that. I see that a lot with these women that are coming out. It's like a lot of them don't trust men at all, don't want to be in a relationship, um, just go completely fearful. so fearful yeah. and, and mistrusting and mm-hmm. like almost to the point of hating men. Right. And I'm like, it's not hating men. It's that man. Right. And it's not, you know, it's not all men. And I, you know, it was funny because this was probably a few months back. I had to kind of pull my daughter aside because her boyfriend wanted to buy her something. And she was like, I don't need him to buy it for me. I have my own money. And he was very adamant about buying it for her. And so I kind of pulled her aside and I said, don't demasculize him. Mm -hmm. I said, if he wants to buy something Mm -hmm. for you, I said, let him do it. Like, and I think sometimes we get this in our head and I will admit, admittedly say even me, because, you know, I make my own money. I don't need him right. to buy me flowers. I could go buy but my own flowers, but he you likes You just made to do a it. good point. So this is the thing. This is where it gets skewed mm-hmm. is that you said, I don't need you to buy me that. I can mm-hmm. buy it myself. Right. I don't need you to open yep. my car door. I can do that myself. Mm-hmm. My my youngest daughter does it. She goes, what? Why don't I can open my own door? It's not about that. Yeah. It's about, so there you go. Mm-hmm. So you're demasculating this person who wants to show you grace and you. love. Yes. And you're saying, you're rejecting it and saying that you don't need that. Well, right. you, you don't need it. Right. He's offering that he to you as to a gift. He you. wants to do that yeah. because he loves you, because yes. he respects you, mm-hmm. because that's a beautiful thing. And we're taking it and we're just like throwing it out the window. Yeah. Like, I don't need to do that. I'm a woman. I right. can do I whatever. Can do well, yeah, of course, we can do whatever we want. Mm-hmm. I don't want to do it by myself. Yeah. No, I want a partner. Completely. I want somebody who's going to come alongside me. Mm-hmm. I like to have a gift out of the blue and yeah. be like, I mean, yeah, I could go out and buy whatever I want to. My husband knows that. He's like, I can't buy you anything. You buy it. <laughs> you <laughs> buy it before I get it for you. <laughs> exactly. But um, he's watching so the now, QVC. Yeah, so now I'm like, I'm so, so he, he, I'm just going to, oh gosh, poor Mike. So my go husband, ahead, say ha- it. I know my birthday is tomorrow. <laughs> my husband uh, had a, a hunting trip planned. And he, of course, because he's a wonderful man, he asked me, he doesn't have to ask me, but he asked me, he's like, is it okay? Cause if it's not, I'll stay home. And I said, it's not a big birthday. I don't care. It's she's only going to be older. She's only going to be 39. Oh, shut so. up. And so he, um, he, I gave, gave him his blessing and sent him on his way. I was on a business trip this week and I came home today and I went in my bathroom and I had, so now I have to drop hints when I want something <laughs> because otherwise, you know, cause I do buy a lot of things yeah. on my own. So he's like, what do you want for your birthday? And I said, you know, I want some AirPods cause I, I just really, I still have the stringy yeah. things and he, they were sitting Aww. on the bathroom with a card and I was like, that is a good man, man right yes. there. He heard what I said. 
bought those for me. And, you know, even though he's going on this trip, it was like, I got to make sure she's got her little gift. Mm -hmm. And then we're going to celebrate when he comes back. But it, you know, it's those kind of things. It's the gift of love from somebody that is a true man that, uh, that hears you, that understands you, that is soft and hard all at the same time. Like he's a man, but he's very gentle. Yeah. And I think there's that fine balance of like when you can find that in a man, mm-hmm. it's a beautiful thing. And Definitely. so there isn't anything wrong with them wanting to do these things that maybe you think are old fashioned or you think are out of date or, you know. I still like a good date. Like I, I like it. Like a good date. I like a good date and I like when he pulls his credit card out. It all comes out of the same account. <laughs> but there's for some reason when he pays for it, it just feels... Good, yeah. you know, and it and again, it doesn't. I mean, and it doesn't, doesn't even matter. have to be that. Yeah. But it's just whatever it is that he wants to do for you. Don't discount that if it's coming from a place of love, because I'll tell you, there's nothing better than feeling protected by your man, mm-hmm. and it's it, it's an all encompassing thing. And I can't say it's one particular thing. It's just that I feel so safe with him and so loved and protected. I know that he would do anything for me and his girls. And to me, that's what a real man is. And also at the same time, he's not afraid to shed a tear if there's something just really dynamic. Neither is mine. Mine's usually like, he won't shed tears. Your husband's a crier. He won't shed tears forever. (laughs) I'm going to call him out right now. Talk about shedding tears. You guys, my daughter, when she got engaged, like he didn't have just like tears. Like, Messy nose crying, like, and I love it. <laughs> it's so beautiful, crying. like with it's, the quivering lip. He, it's beautiful to me. It's, it's beautiful. I love it when he gets, you know, teared up because I don't see that from him a lot. He yeah. he doesn't do that real often. Well, and God. you talk about <laughs> um, not putting people in like little boxes. Yeah. You should be teaching your boys how to have emotion. Emotion is good. You should never stop not, crying. Yeah. yeah, you should never say that to anybody. Emotions run equal. Yeah, no, totally <laughs> on both yeah, sides. Completely. So, so we have a few questions for yeah. you, ladies, and I hope that gave you some things to think about. But Phyllis, do you want to go ahead and yeah. see the first one? So, just some questions to ponder: Is where can you be a good support for the man in your life? So. This is just something um, to think about with uh, just your daily walk. Um, there's there's things that you can be, that you can do for your guy mm-hmm. that is just doesn't come out of anywhere, but like the goodness of your heart that'll make him just like really happy. And is there an area where you need to apologize for trying to be the man of the house and just let him know that you respect both roles in the home? Yeah, sometimes it's just checking yourself. You know, mm-hmm. we all have our... Good and bad days, and I, I, I'm totally guilty of being mean. You yeah, know, sometimes, me too. and I have to sorry, like say honey. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, babe. <laughs> I'm sorry, honey. Um, and then um, take your take your man out, or write him a card, buy him something he's been wanting, surprise him. This is the love of your life. It doesn't um, make you weak. It makes you loving and healthy to just love on each other. Mike will put little post-it notes on my car. It's just the best. Oh, my God. Jason kind of does the same thing. So he, um, when I had a business trip in New York a couple weeks ago, and um, when I got in my car that morning at like 3.30 in the morning to leave, he had taken a rose, and he had a rose in there with an I love you. And it's 
so incredibly cute. Yeah. I just love it. And yeah. I mean, you Pick know, a flower from the backyard and this do a post-it so, note. I love you. And that's so yeah. sweet to me. And I mean, I know probably a couple months back we had just been in two different directions and I just felt like kind of disconnected. And I found this really great card for him and I wrote mm. him a card and I, you know, gave it to him. I, I just put it on his bed and I said, just read it when you get a chance. And it's just one of those, it makes you connect yeah. and it makes you like appreciate, appreciate each other. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, we love you guys. You are our 24 karat tribe and we hope that this conversation helped um, give you some clarity and maybe, you know, check you on a few things. So mm-hmm. thank you so much for joining us. We hope you enjoyed this week's conversation and we would please ask that if you love the show, give us a review, subscribe, share, and don't forget to follow us on Instagram Absolutely. at 24 karat conversations podcast and make sure to let us know what topics you want to discuss. And until next week, 24 karat tribe, sparkle on. Bye. Bye.